Thank you for listening to Soundwaves. For bonus episodes, early access, and ad-free listening, and access to a chat community, best go to another podcast. Hello and welcome to Soundwaves. For more than 50 episodes, we've covered everything from supping in the heart of darkness to sonic magic mushroom clouds and Putin's favorite band, T-shirt. But today, we are going back to our roots, to the cradle of our collective surf and music civilization, Sydney Town. They sailed out here in chains on ships that have hanging for steel and bread. And the reason that we're here today is those that went ahead. Whoa, I want to go back to early times, go back in history. I want to go back to old Sydney town to find out why I'm made. I want to go back to old Sydney town, I'm an Australian. I want to go back to old Sydney town to where it all began. The fight in the sky and the down and the light and I want to go back to sea. The women and men who way back then started my history. How did they live? How did they die? I want to go back to sea. The women and men who way back then started my history. Oh, I want to go back to early times, old Sydney town's the way. I want to go back to old Sydney town, it's changing every day. I want to go back to old Sydney town to see where we began. I want to go back to old Sydney town. Sydney, nights are warm. Daytime telly, blue and storm, dad so bad he losing the pub. It's underarms and football clubs, a flat champagne gap in every home, a Big Mac, and no one goes out back. That's that. Hello, hello, hello. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Good day, good day. Um, now, G'day. um, Sydney. Sydney. We, yeah. Um, today we are embarking on a series. Uh, we'll see how far this series goes of uh, episodes talking about surf music cities. And we thought we'd start by talking about the city that we both grew up in and that neither of us are currently in. <laughs> Sydney. Yeah. Sydney. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm in the uh, Sydney's arch rivals Oof, uh, town. You are. You are. Melbourne. Mm. Where where the uh, the surf is worse, but everything else is better. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, uh, yeah. Certainly the food. Um, the food, the music, I'm not so sure, but definitely the food and the people are nicer. <laughs> yeah. The wave pools are better down here. Ooh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. More consi- so actually yeah. the surf is up is much more consistent in Melbourne. Um it is, especially out near the airport for some yeah, strange yeah, reason. Yeah. Well, funnily enough, uh, it, it's funny that um, maybe this is a uh, uh, an indictment of um, of the two cities. You've got um, near the airport in Sydney, you've got hours, and near the airport in Melbourne, you've got a wave pool. <laughs> Says it all. <laughs> Says it all. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I, I well, we, we we've kind of talked about how we're going to go about it, but I guess like everything, we'll kind of go fairly organic. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to just um, preface this about um, Sydney because, uh, um, you know, despite having grown up in Sydney and having lived there as an adult, um, uh, I, I'll, I'll read, I'll, I'll write a little text. So how, how about this? So this is my preface on Sydney. So in some ways, I feel I no longer have an identity in Sydney. I no longer know it. As I get older, my Sydney is the Sydney of puberty blues, Chico rolls, paddle pops, cold chisel, Young Oki, McCoy Singlefins, etc. 
even though in reality it's the Sydney of original sin, jet surfboards, not from Sydney, but anyway, uh, surf skins, scallops, creaming soda, midnight oils, 10 to one, TC, surf club parties and orchy bottle bongs. <laughs> the Sydney I rem reminisce about, I never lived. The Sydney I lived as an adult, I have largely forgotten or perhaps even blocked out, I don't know. Sydney for me seems like a blurred memory, fragments of a dream that I often try to piece together. A place I visited once, absolutely loved, but in some ways don't necessarily have the desire to return to. Uh, thus my take on this city is a fractured one um, and therefore I shall try to pinpoint what I saw as the essence as a child and the essence now perhaps, but definitely from afar. So that's my kind of perspective on things. So, yeah. Wow. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I like how you said uh, your view is a fractured one because um, uh, probably from a different perspective, seeing I haven't, <laughs> I haven't left the place yet much. Um, I, it's the fractures that I found interesting about Sydney or still mm. do. Uh, there's the rich versus poor. There's, yeah, the the, the um, beach, the beach versus the west. Yep. There's yep. Uh, the pretty and the ugly. Yep. There's the uh, the hippie and the bogan, and um, <laughs> even in music, there's there's the dance and the rock. I would throw I would throw a third um, genre into that. Definitely the dance and the rock, but um, the hip hop as well. Right. Which, yes. Um, which I think kind of um, you know it's it's interesting how different areas of Sydney can be kind of summed up. Obviously, this is all generalizations, but by different genres of of music. And I think that that, mm. that you know the hip hop side of Sydney is a, is a very very different side of Sydney to um flumes sydney for example or um uh you know um the presets mm. uh sydney so it's um, right yeah and, and yes. obviously and obviously very different to midnight oils sydney or um you know uh, one thing yeah. i found found interesting while um researching this is how some of the songs about sydney or that I associate with Sydney are actually from people outside Sydney. <laughs> so, um, right. yeah. I mean, it, for some for some reason, and this I guess this goes back to my thing of uh, uh, Chico Rolls, Puddle Pops, and uh, Sandman panel bands and Puberty Blues. Um, mm. my, the one song that has always symbolised Sydney for me is "Restless" by Australian Crawl, and um, and of course Aussie Crawl are probably more Melbourne than than any band ever, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny, hey. And that—that's yeah. your quintessential Sydney song. Well, I, just uh, be, just because I caught the Manly Ferry every day for like almost a decade, and um, and for hmm. me that really symbolised the best of Sydney. You know, you know, being able to kind of glide across the harbour, um, usually, uh, often having sampled the the surf delights uh, of Manly Beach uh, before work. Um, that's kind of the best that for me, that's the best that Sydney can, can offer really. Um, yeah. And, and the very fact that, you know, restless obviously talks about the Manly Ferry. Um, and I don't know, 
if you can understand anything that um, James Rain says, uh, <laughs> I think actually Restless is probably because it's so slow. It's one of the few songs that you can understand. That you can can about, actually about fifty percent of the words. <laughs> yeah, because I think Fall of Rome is uh, essentially about Sydney too. That's a solo uh, James Rain song. Okay. Uh, apparently, and you know, an allusion to. Uh, Rome, Sydney being uh, the modern day Rome, perhaps. Um, but um, yeah, no, I totally, I totally get that, and I, I think it's interesting that what uh, I think that's the imagination of the Manly Ferry is again that divide. There's the beach and the surf, uh, city divide, yep. and we in Sydney, especially for some reason, it's hard to. It's hard to live both lives in, in any spot. I said Manly might be the best spot to be for that. Um, and I find it interesting too because we had our debate surf versus music. Um, yes. And we still, I don't know if we've decided who won that, but. Um, <laughs> I think we have to call it a. Uh, a, 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 a draw. Or it's an armistice for the time being. Okay, that's right, yeah. A hung jury. Um, <laughs> exactly. But. but um, I think in our both in our lives in in yours in in uh, in Portugal and me in Sydney we've just I think music has sort of won. Oh, sorry, no, take back. Surf has won because we <laughs> yeah, we both live closer to the surf than we do the music. Yeah, both, no, that's both, true. Um, that's true. That's both true. cities offer great music. I'm sure. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll definitely do a we'll, we'll do a Lisbon we'll do a Lisbon sorry we'll do a Lisbon episode um, yeah, as part of this series because uh, yeah for sure but yeah I, I do think so I mean from a personal perspective I mean you have the luck of just growing up where in a place that is rich for waves and um, actually obviously I grew up there as well but I've you know consciously moved to a place where um, it's close to waves so yeah definitely the surf has won. But the music, I mean, the good thing, we've talked about this before, maybe like a wave pool, the, the good thing about music is that it's always on tap. It's never, it's never on shore. It's never flat. It's, um, it's always flat. there, right? So, yeah. <laughs> the music is omnipresent. And um, unfortunately, the surf is, you know, it's not every day. Yeah. But, um, but how's this? I, I, I was thinking, and um, I could only come up with, I reckon about eight or so cities that, mm. that you can get good surf and and a big city. And so therefore the big city music. You no, know, I, was, obviously, I, I, I totally agree because I was I was racking my brains about this. But yeah, continue. Sorry. So this is this is my list of surf music cities that, that you can enjoy the best of both worlds. Yep. I've got Lisbon, mm -hmm. Sydney. San Francisco. Yep. Cold water, but you could live it. LA, sort of. Yeah, definitely LA. Rio? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I think I think Rio. The surf's not terrible, but yeah, you could I would definitely include Rio. Yeah. Uh Cape Town? Yep. Perhaps. Yep. Maybe Durban. I don't know if that counts as a big enough city. I would say no. I would I, and I don't think Durban's I, I'm, I'm, I'm no expert. I don't think it's cultural enough, to be honest. No. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Devonites. And uh, <laughs> New York and Tel Aviv. Ooh. Me likey. Me likey. Yeah. 
maybe maybe Rome. I mean, um, you know, it's not it's not all yeah. it's not on all the time, but Rome actually has beaches, you know. So it does. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm totally with you. I don't. I I don't really think. I mean, uh, you know, obviously all of the kind of uh, places in. Um, in the Pacific and stuff. I mean, Honolulu, does that have a music scene? I'm not well, sure. I, su I suppose it, it's, it's probably the biggest Pacific Island city. It, it is, does feel like a city. I, I mean, how, how, like how close are, I mean, I've, I've been to Chile and I know that Santiago is it's still an hour or so away from the coast, so that doesn't count. I don't know mm. about, I don't know about yeah. Lima or... I, I don't know. I don't think anywhere up there, up there kind of um, up there works. And Mexico, yeah. obviously, the cities aren't big enough on the coast either. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm. Uh, I reckon that's that. Well, that that limits our series, but maybe that makes it, <laughs> that makes it a good thing. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, yeah. Well. Um, and so. So what have you got to so, say about Sydney um, in terms of? uh surf and music i mean you know sydney obviously in terms of surf in australia is the um the kind of it's the place where it all began um mm. and in fact there's a there's an interesting uh article in um on a site called surfer today and it it actually has oh, yeah. a, kind, a kind of chronological um uh list of surf in in australia yeah um, and there's a in night in 1867, um, a guy called Charles Steedman published oh, a good book. Name. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, published a book called The Manual of Swimming. This is in this is in um, Sydney, and a chapter in this. This is 1867. is called Native Swimming, Wave Mechanics, and Surfboards. Whoa, 1867. That's pretty good. Mm. surfboards yeah wow. wow and did you know that in sydney in it was until 1903 it was illegal to bathe in daylight hours <laughs> isn't that, I isn't should, that, isn't I that crazy? i should bring that back i should bring that back uh i know it's crazy mm. um yeah and I, I i think some of the earlier body surfers uh, i know i um was reading a a book about uh early early surf years in sydney too is um i think 1880 was the first recorded kind of proper body surfing and mm. that was uh, a guy from vanuatu they called tommy tanner uh yeah who knows i mean it, obviously well i don't think there's any recorded you know accounts of of uh aborigines actually surfing as such but uh, this is an interesting um description i found somewhere of um just the water skills the waterman skills this was in 1830 uh this guy william govett uh went up to newport reef to do some fishing um and and this is the story he says uh he borrowed a fishing line from an aborigine in an attempt to emulate his success catching snapper from a rock leg rock ledge but had only managed to snag the line on the rocks below the water. In an attempt to reclaim his line, an Aborigine stood upon the verge of a rock and in an instant plunged through a rising wave and disappeared. He stayed under the water for a full minute 
before he emerged with the line and the hook intact. And this is the good bit. He then rode a huge heaving surge back onto the rock. Wow. So I think, yeah, so I think that was kind of just a, a little slice of, of, you know, the water uh, competency of, of the early uh, Aboriginals. But Well, I guess um, you, can't, you, you can't really, if you were that intrinsically linked to the coast and that was your, I mean, essentially, apart from a few um, marsupials, um, you know, you're going to get most of your sustenance out of the, out of the ocean, out right? Of um, yeah, I think yeah. they're gonna. You're gonna have to be pretty in tune with what's going on. I would imagine. Yeah. Well, this is this John John Ogden um, from this uh, book, oh, yeah. Saltwater People. Yeah. That's that's kind of his conjecture. He's saying, look, there's no real uh, evidence, but it's just like, well, the the kind of it's it's like you just join the dots and say, well, if they can, if they're that comfortable in the water, surely at some stage they're just gonna catch a few waves so it might be just body surfing but still you know um surely they they uh had a few womps back in the day absolutely absolutely and um you know if if you're jumping off uh, newport reef getting uh, all sorts of uh um seafood and you know mollusks and whatever else yeah you're definitely going to be um needing to even if it's just from a practical perspective, using the using the surge to uh like he did to to get back up on the on the rock shelf yeah, I mean, you know, that's like uh, it's like uh, Aussie Wright in um, uh, it, what is that movie? Is it? it's not in um, Dope Youth, is it? There's a have you oh. seen the there's a video of Aussie Wright and he's surfing at a long reef and he literally oh, okay and he he surfs this wave and then literally kind of does an ollie up onto the rock shelf and then kind of runs off his board. It's fucking hilarious, uh, quite, quite incredible. There you go. Yeah, well, wow. that, that's really cool, and and um, you know, obviously, um, the Duke gave the the first surfing performance in inverted commas mm. in in 1915. But did you know that a week later, a guy called Tommy Walker, don't know whether he was um, a, a, another Hawaiian or, or not, he gave a surfboard demonstration at Yamba's main beach. No way, Tommy. Ignite, so many Tommies. TW. TW. <laughs> wow. Uh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, obviously surfing in, in surfing in Sydney are kind of synonymous and all sorts of, uh, you know, uh, throughout the, throughout the, the, the years, um, Sydney, yeah. Sydney has been the kind of, uh, well, was, I would say the, um, the, the, the core, uh, center of uh, of surf in in Australia. I mean, I, I wouldn't. Mm. Where would you say now is there a is there a place in Australia that surf is the kind of it's the center oh. of surf? It's it's more kind of spread out, really, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. It's uh, it seems like not Sydney anymore. Like yeah, I don't know. It I, I seems would, I like would the, agree. it seems like the Goldie is where everyone yeah the the pros gravitate to. And lots of that. I mean, certainly the um, big board builders seem to have most of their setup kind of up, yeah, up that yeah. way as well, right? But yeah, but I mean, I mean, Torquay, Torquay might might beg to differ, I suppose. But I, I, it's hard to beat Sydney for sort of champs. Um, I don't know about now. Obviously, um, not many Aussies at all are uh, reaching the dizzy heights of um, the top ten. 
But, um, you know, you had uh, Midget back in the day, Nat, um, and through to TC, Barton Lynch, Chelsea Jorgensen, Lane Beachley, who else? Pam Burridge. Um, well, Phyllis, o, Phyllis, Phyllis O'Donnell, I don't know if I, I oh, yeah. she was also the first female world champ. At, um, um, Manly. Yeah, in front of 65,000 people. It's quite incredible. Crazy. Um, yeah, so yeah, interesting. And um, also the shaping world. I mean, obviously midget shaped as well. Simon Anderson, Greg Webber, Luke Short. Um, well, and also, um, um, uh, God, who's the guy that stowed away to uh, to Hawaii? Um, um, McTavish, yeah, McTavish. Is he Sydney? I'm pretty sure. I mean, at least if okay. he wasn't, if he wasn't Sydney, he certainly um, started in Sydney. I mean, you know, you know, down in um, that kind of that hotbed around Brookvale was where pretty much everyone was um, mm. ma making the boards um yeah isn't um uh what's the big blank blank um maker oh, barry bennett yeah Blanks. bennett bennett foam i mean that's still it's still there isn't it um, i think so yeah, yeah. so i mean um, certainly yeah. From a, so yeah you could and, and it's interesting we'll we'll go on to the um the kind of current state of sydney surfing um i mean you you obviously live it but um it's a it's a funny uh, juxtaposition between Certainly, when we were growing up, um, to to what maybe maybe it's become more like it was back in the uh, back at the beginning. It's um, kind of a more gentrified. Uh, um, uh, it's in a more gentrified space. But in, anyway, we'll, we'll see. Mm. Where, what about music in Sydney? Can, where can we? Is, is there a starting point, a jump-off point that we can? Um, uh... Wow. Um... Well, I, I think this is a good one. Um, I have got a list from north to south of um, surf and music and Sydney. Oh, how nice. Uh, but I, I think this one's really good to sort of uh, emphasise the, as I said, like the divide. And I actually don't love this song, but um, it's by Richard Clapton. And uh -huh. um, for some reason, I just never... <laughs> Like, I didn't get. I do. I, I. I. There was always this idolizing of Richard Clapton, and I never really got it. Well, and also the name. I mean, what, yeah. what, like, <laughs> like Nigel Hendricks, or I don't know what else. <laughs> like Richard Clapton, really? Do you think he? Gave, um, but was that his? I mean, do you think he gave? You got to assume it. Actually, sorry, I'm trying to tell my lighter. Yeah, obviously. Well, I wonder if that is his. You just you thought I'm just going to keep it. I happen to be called Clapton. You wouldn't change it to Clapton, so unless he was first. Anyway, this is from uh, Deep Water. Again, don't love the song, but um, I kind of like these lines. Um, Sitting out on the Palm Beach Road, I'm so drunk and the car won't go. My crazy eyes keep looking out to see the Sunday drivers are cruising round. Wish they'd all go back to town. What do they expect to find? Sure as hell ain't peace of mind. Sitting out on the Palm Beach Road I'm so drunk and the car won't go 
Road. I mean, I wonder what which part where, where he where he was. Where did where, where was he uh, slumped over the steering wheel of his FJ? Was it um uh, bend in the road, perhaps? <laughs> Who knows? Um, uh, but I like how it just says, uh, "Wish, uh, what do they expect to find?" I mean, yeah, you, you usually find shit when you're in Palm Beach Road. So, <laughs> where well, you find you find endless closeouts. That's right. <laughs> no, it's the it's the it's the epitome of um. Uh, of uh, the the next peak syndrome, you know. I, don't, I think we've talked mm, about this. But, exactly. Um, yeah, no, all, the, have, the, yeah. The next the next peak always looks better at um at the oh, bend at the bend in the road. Mm. Um, a little a little um aside, or well, not an aside, a little bit to add. Um, Richard Clapton uh changed his name in the mid nineteen sixties because he changed it to use the last names of two of his music heroes, Keith Richards and Eric Clapton. No. So is, even Richard's not real. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, it doesn't say well, it doesn't it doesn't say what um his original name was. Well not at least not on Wikipedia, but um anyway. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty it could cool. Could have been though. Eric Keith. Would have been a lot better. Did you know that he produced in excess? No. Wow. Yeah, he he produced uh, underneath the colours, 1981. Hmm. Wow. There you go. And, um, uh, and, and uh, I don't know if this is a claim to fame or not, but he was part of the Party Boys. <laughs> Do you remember the Party Boys? Fuck not out. really. That's, uh, it's a blast from the past. The worst, the worst uh, super group ever, perhaps? Well, it's, yeah, because Mon Mondo Rock um, and Kevin Borich. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. Temperate, but interesting. Um the group had temporary members from acts such as Status Quo, The Angels, Sherbet, Skyhooks, Rose Tattoo, The Choir Boys, Australian Crawl, Divinals, Models, Dragon, and Swanee. What? Plus international stars including Joe Walsh, Eric Burden, Alan Lancaster, don't know who that, who that is, and Graham Bonnet. How the fuck is that? Wow. That's got to be like the, that's got to be one of the best super groups of all time. We we totally missed that one. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Party boys. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I like. I really like the um the, I really like that kind of simplicity of the lyric of that song. You know, just uh, mm. drunk on a road somewhere on the beaches of Sydney. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So how about you? What? What? Uh, is there any? Um. Uh, well, I mean, look. To, to be honest, for me, the um, apart from restless. I would say that um, uh, Flowers, uh, Walls is one of the all-time mm -hmm. songs. It's got nothing to do with, I don't think it's necessarily got anything to do with Sydney, but I I mean, having grown up listening to Ice House and um, just absolutely loving uh, 
uh, ice house. Um, and the fact that Iva Davies kind of lives just down the road, basically, right? Um, yeah. Uh, that always symbolised just growing up uh, for me in, 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 in Sydney, kind of, uh, I don't know, the, the original yeah. sin, I mentioned it before, original sin uh, by NXS. I think as, the, as a kid, that was the song that captured my imagination the most as, and it really, even though the, again, the, <laughs> the video was filmed in Tokyo or something, um, there was something about those early in excess albums that was just quintessentially Australian um, in yes, some ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, I would I would say that that kind of that's my era of uh, of Australian music is is that yeah. is the kind of ice house in excess. Obviously, look, I mean, it, Midnight Oil for me is that it's it's almost like the Beatles. Uh, Midnight Oil kind of they're in, they're in in another league for me, and that, that's there's a whole range of reasons. So. You know, section five by the oils um, from head injuries is obviously um, talks about catching the bus to Bondi. Um, yeah. And that's actually pretty interesting because I would always associate the oils with as being a Northern Beaches band. Um, yeah. But I guess yeah. they I guess they weren't. I mean, they, they 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 were synonymous with a certain venue on the Northern Beaches because they just played there endlessly. But um, uh, I guess they were from the east side were they they must have been. i don't really know 100 percent, mm. but yeah but i guess um, you know that that whole album the head injuries album is pretty pretty sydney but then then again yeah. um you know if you if me not all in gen in in general have huge links uh and you know whether that's um 10 to 1 um power, power and the passion you know name checks um sydney uh yeah. um in um uh, who can stand in the way from red sails in the sunset it talks about you know when the spin effects hit sydney we tried to tame it When the desert reached the glades, but we tried to tame it. And when the emus raised the Piermont, it suddenly dawned on us all. Hard and ruddy, the world was silent and the door was shut. Uh, so, that, you know, I think the oils definitely. And as a kid, I remember recording off Rage, their, a concert that they gave it. I don't know if it was Goat Island or something. Have you ever seen that concert? It's um, oh, it was like it was like a no. double J free yeah. free concert, a, a, one of the islands in in inside the harbour, you know, inside the bridge, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck, just insane, you know. Mm. The oils at their at their best, best with you know, uh, um, God, my brain's not, Rob Hurst in his cut off King G um shirt. No, oh, shirt. You know, fucking fucking yeah. le legendary, and yeah. and and Garrett just doing his doing his thing on stage so um yeah. I, I think that's that for me that um that's a great example of, uh yeah no I, I just think it, that whole divide of sydney you've got the the rich the poor and the, the beautiful rich never really uh you know the the rock world never reached the stratospheres of well i suppose michael hutchins was a, a sort of an exception yeah, uh, but yeah. most most Sydney rock bands are pretty ugly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, come Chuck. on. Are you, are you saying the hard-ons are ugly? Come on. <laughs> uh, Tim Rogers. Um, Oof. Yeah, he, he's getting... I think most men get more attractive as they get older, but um, Tim Rogers seems to be going definitely the other way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like you know, celibate rifles. I mean, they're, they're kind of all a bit kind of weird looking. Uh, I kind of like that. I think it's kind of like if you can't make it in Sydney in the in the rich, yuppie world, you start a rock band and just be ugly and noisy and, I don't know, abusive. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul Kelly, is he... Speaking of ugly, he's, um, is he from Sydney Melbourne. or from Melbourne? No, I think he's very Melbourne, but he but does he, sing a... He does sing a few songs about Sydney. Well, I mean, you know, obviously there is the um, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, the classic um, "Darling, It Hurts," which obviously um, yeah is mm. uh, um, actually once again the, um, the 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 internet helps with these things to to jog uh, old memories. But one song I did love as a kid, and one band I did love, um, although again. Definitely not from Sydney. Um, uh, Breakfast at Sweethearts. But damn. Just because when I started to actually understand what it was about, it kind of it was like, oh wow, you know, these guys are pretty hardcore. And, um, uh, and Sweethearts is, you know, the, the cool thing about Cold Chisel is that they did have a a, a, a wide appeal. You know, they they appealed to. You know, that, I'm sure that they appealed to yuppies as much as they appealed to kind of, you know, Western Westies. Um, and uh, Sweethearts itself is where? It's somewhere out west, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know. So, so what is it about that song? I know. Oh, actually, um, sorry. Here we go. It, it's in. It must have been in the cross. Because uh, I'm just looking right. at uh, Sydney Cafe Sweethearts. Enjoyed the band used to Yes, located in Sydney's red light, red light district, must be the cross. This coffee shop was a rock star's paradise and always filled with drug dealers and prostitutes. Um, right. <laughs> this is, and maybe this is the absolute pinnacle of what Sydney has become. It's an ode to a place Don Walker and the rest of Chisel of the Chisel Clan loved, but it's now a McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Breakfast at Macca's. <laughs> Breakfast uh, at Macca's. Wow. That's a classic. Um, well, oh dear. well, speaking of the CD part of the city, um, can I hit you with my Kev the Head? Um, Oof. Hit? Kev the Head Brennan. Kev the Head Brennan. And I think uh, this ties in nicely with the surf, the music, and the the seedy underbelly of Sydney. Um I, I found a great article about it. I might read quite a bit of this article because it's quite good. It touches on quite quite a lot, and I can edit it out if it's no, um, no, go for it, mate. Long, but I might I might just read most of this because it's mm. from the Beast magazine Ooh. by a guy called John Hamilton. Okay. Um. So basically, because there's so many good points in here, it says um, Sydney's eastern beaches are awash with tales of talented surfers drowning not by sea, but to the vices of a hedonistic city. Oof. Though no other surfer personifies this phenomenon more supremely than Bondi's Kevin the Head Brennan, nicknamed so for his outrageously large cranium. <laughs> a jockey-sized petty theft 
with an almost supernatural surfing ability, Kevin took the surfing world by storm at the age of 15, but was by was dead by 25, overdosing on heroin somewhere down the back of a seedy King's Cross nightclub. Um, in 65, Kevin was a standout surfer at Bondi, a wonder kid who would make the best in the world look stale. Were there any doubts about Kevin's extraordinary talents? He dispelled them that same year after winning at just 15 years of age, both the senior and junior surfing titles before a crowd of thousands at Bondi Beach. Along the way, Kevin beat the creme de la creme of Australian surfing, including the likes of Midget Farrelly and Nit Young, sorry, Nat Young, widely regarded as the world's best two surfers of the period. Um, he went, also went on to feature in Paul Witzig's cult surf film, Hot Generation, uh, thrilling audience with his switchfoot's antics and deep tube riding. Uh, as Phil Jarrett writes, Brennan baffled everyone by surfing brilliantly, drunk or sober, and was the <laughs> star of the movie. Um, sorry, I'm going to keep going with this. Bondi in the 60s was not the glamorous location we all know today. Typically disparaged by newspapers at the time, it was called a seaside slum. Wow. Flanked by sewerage outlets to the north and south, Bondi's street smart surfers were accustomed to all manner of trash, both human or otherwise. Um, Bondi's top board riders would hang out by the pit, a leaky drain at the southern end of the beach, riddled with hepatitis, syringes, and other contagious germs. Jesus. This is where the phrase scum valley comes ah, from. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, so it's interesting. Um, Scum Valley was no nostalgic trip down memory lane. Rather, this short life would cast a tragic reflection on what was a gritty, decaying and polluted beachside suburb. Um, as this goes on, sorry. There's also a song, obviously, you've heard of it, uh, called Kev the Head by uh, the Celibate Rifles. Yeah. Um, while some other hazy surf forum sources conjure that legend, legend has it Kevin could pick your pocket, suck your dick, and betray you within one hour. <laughs> That's uh, pretty crazy. Jesus. Um, okay. Um, Kevin's spiral into heroin addiction was uncontrollable and ultimately destructive. Little is known of Kevin's life after this stage other than local anecdotes and hearsay. Some describe a tragic fringe dweller wandering Bondi streets in a dirty trench coat and board shorts. Others recall an experimental young man turning his back on surfing, opting instead for a bohemian inner city lifestyle, immersing himself in Sydney's vibrant but still illegal underground gay scene. Kevin's, Kevin overdosed in 1975. There was no obituary nor funeral of any note. Here's wow. to the head. Yeah. Wow. That's um so, that's a beautiful uh, piece of writing. <laughs> it really it is. It is. I, I think it touches on so many things. And uh, interestingly, so perhaps he was gay and like sort of struggling with that uh, in that world would have been nigh on impossible. Well, um, no, I mean, yeah, talk about yeah. macho, macho um, world. Mm. Um, and mm. if I'm not mistaken, we may have talked about this before, but there's a photo of Kev the head. If, if it's, it may well be the classic photo at Suck Up. Is that Suck Up where he's doing yeah. the, the, it's with the, the, the standing... He's standing forward? 
Yeah. Forward. That's yes. at suck. That's that at suck up. Knees akimbo. Is exactly. that really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a classic photo. Isn't it? I think you find you might be fucking wrong, mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's a that's a really um, poignant uh, story. It's interesting that because um, Jed on Ate That Swell always goes on about Scum Valley. Um, mm. And yeah, it, it is funny how you how you there are these places, and I guess Maroubra still has a, a, a an essence of that, despite the fact that mm. most most of the places are probably two million bucks these days. Um, yeah. uh, my aunt grew up in, um, in well, aunt not by blood, but my my dearly dearly departed <laughs> auntie, she grew up in Curl Curl, and she her parents her father was from around there and they used to describe people um from freshwater um as tree dwelling kind of mutants because apparently it was just like a man, it, it was just like a mangrove swamp and there were wow. like there were like uh, lean twos and um corrugated iron houses and all this kind of stuff so you know, it, it, it's amazing how that has, and that was obviously in the kind of post-war time before, yeah. the, b before the fifties kind of boom. Mm. Um, but it, it is interesting how you, you've got these places, which now, are, are, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which are now like well, multi, multi-million dollar fucking um, mm. de desire, des res kind of areas. And uh, in the, in the past, they yeah. were nothing, nothing like it. Well, funny you should say that because I, I was just talking to Mrs. B and, she was chatting to someone about the fact there's uh, there's people camping out in sort of the bushes in DY Lagoon what? at the moment. And and this could be sort of a, a symptom of the cost of living kind of crisis. Uh, I'm not sure. But, wow. Um, That's... Yeah. And we'll have to get Camo to report on this because I think he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's near there. He's right there. Well, well, I mean, look, it's not it's not surprising, mate, because um, every other city that you go to these days, um, there are there are tent cities. I mean, you've, mm. you've you've probably seen it in LA. Um, I mean, Tokyo of all places. There's there's huge kind of tent cities underneath um, uh, subways. Over, and things. Uh, exactly. Um, in Lisbon, there's homeless people everywhere. Uh, um, yeah, and I mean it, it's uh, it's obviously it's a it's a fact of uh, modern life that people have just been squeezed out of out of cities. Um, mm. I don't know. I mean, it's funny how uh, that we've had two mentions of of King's Cross already, and even King's Cross has been um, transformed and lost its kind of seedy vibe uh, these days, right? Um, Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> you told me that you had a. Uh, some sort of um, musical trip down the beaches of Sydney. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Well, hop on hop on board <laughs> uh, the the Hell ninety, as you would say, <laughs> and uh, let's take a trip from north to south. Surf slash music, a surf music trip down Sydney, um, and these songs in uh, I don't know, I don't know how actually related to the beach they are but hey who cares mate go um, for it so let's start the north uh joey concrete blonde oof well and actually mate. i could add there is i don't know if you're familiar with um uh 
Bob Dylan's, um, oh God, my brain's not going to work now. Um, there's a, the Bob Dylan album that has Hurricane on it. Um, anyway, there, oh, yeah. is, there is a fantastic song called Joey about a, uh, an underworld criminal in, in New York. Um, yeah, so there's another, another like Joey. Surf at, um, <laughs> love to surf. Take a long walk from the car park. <laughs> on an East Coast low. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. We'll include that on the mix. Uh, and then we move down to the next speech. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, well, there's lots of songs about wedges. Um, Dick Dale does one. It's quite a few, but yeah, I didn't like them. My favorite was, uh, actually, I suppose this is early going for the early out the wedge. The it's called orange wedge by Ooh. chemical brothers. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice. Yeah. Um, so then we move around the headland to, a beach where the beautiful people live um, <laughs> happens to be my beach. You know, I, they, they let me in somehow. <laughs> you snuck in, mate. You snuck in young. S snuck in just on age, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, love cats. That's that's a double because the uh, the surf apparel brand Cats was from uh, Avalon as well, right? Okay, yeah, love Cats, very good. Mm. Uh, Av Cats, love Cats. Um, there's a song called Fraggle Rock, uh, theme for Fraggle Rock TV show. Down of Fraggle uh, Rock. <clears throat> well, what about? Oh, actually, um, my favourite fall song of all time. L.A. Oh. Cool. Well, I was going to say, uh, uh, I love LA. Uh, <laughs> we love Randy it. Randy Newman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, around the headlands, I couldn't find any songs about Billy. I'm sorry. There probably must be. What, what, what about Bonnie? We can just give give an artist Bolly, Bo, Bonnie Prince Billy. Prince, Bonnie Prince of Billy. Uh, 
Yeah, all the songs are very short there because they, they close out. Yeah, I, I think they're, they might even uh, be too short for our, they might not even reach our threshold of the kind so, of a short song the, the, 40, the 40, 40 second pinnacle. No, they don't even get that far. Um, yeah, so around the headland. Oh, this is a good one, actually. This song is about uh, Simon Garfunkel. I didn't realize wrote a song about Tom Carroll. Woof. Um, it's called The Only Living Boy in Newport. Wow. And um, yeah. It says, Tom, get your plane ride on time. Uh, so have a listen to that one. Or it could be New York. I don't know. It sounds like Newport. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to skip a few beaches. Like yes, a few songs. I mean, Surfing USA mentions Narrabeen, which is weird. Oh, um, yeah. Wow. That's yeah, that's right. I don't know why um, it's not really USA, but anyway. Uh, and then there's a song, which I really like, AC. Yeah. Um, uh, it's called Curly. was once described as a, a a wave this is curl curl that um breaks like a waiter with too many drinks on his tray trying to negotiate a crowded <laughs> restaurant um, uh, well i mean i think i've said this before but um curl curl so bad they had to name it twice that's right curl curl because there's usually two curls on the one wave um, one 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 going up. one going towards the beach and one coming at you from the shore. Those cancel each other out. Um, so moving on down, um, where are we at now? Oh, let's go to Manly. Um, yeah, there's there's a few Manly songs. There's um, uh, All Bombora by the Atlantics. Nice, great. It's, it's really good. Like surf guitar, the surf guitar sound. And then, you know, that's the original bombing in both both senses. And I, I think Bombora is actually an Aboriginal word, which is, um, which nice. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it was first surfed around the time that uh, Bombora's tune came out. Um, how's this for a song? Dead Man's Party. Ooh, that's cool. By 
Boingo Boingo. <laughs> We've, we love we love okay. a bit of Boingo Boingo. Walking with the dead man all my shoulder. It's been a while since we've got Oingo Boingo out. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to move to the eastern suburbs beaches now. We've got. Um, do, do we do we have to? Uh, no, nah, we have spent. <laughs> Go for uh, it. There's an interesting song called the Tamarama Door Slammer. Um, <laughs> I never really knew that. It's it's a kind of slang for a southerly. The Tamarama. Well, ah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Which I like. Um, and oh, and there's a really good one uh, by Patty, Little Patty. Um, I didn't realize she was uh, part of the Bra Boys kind of club way back in the 60s. Um, it's called Stompin' at Maroubra. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, so do you know that the, um, well, we're, actually, we can go back to Bill Gola because um, give, <laughs> give Bill Gola a little bit of love. Um, apparently, the best stomp parties were always held at Bill Gola Surf Club. Really? Because uh, my dearly departed uh, mentor, uh, Pete, Pete, Pete Dryballs. Oh, yeah. Um, he used to go to um, stomper parties at at at, at Bog um, as wow. a as a youngster. Yeah, when he first moved wow. when he first moved up to Sydney. Yeah, yeah, so that's interesting. Go. And because uh, apparently, like the, some of the councils banned mm. the stomp. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was scared that their um their their halls were going to be um. Uh, destroyed basically by mm. people stomping stomping too hard which is pretty crazy um there was interesting there's a, a nightclub actually in darlinghurst uh in the 60s called surf city and <laughs> um yeah it's pretty cool uh and and the stomp was huge there and apparently there was an article in the paper sort of bemoaning the youth of, of the day and the and the violent uh frenzy they'd get into uh dancing the stomp uh and there was a headline with the uh the headline saying girls jaw fractured at uh, at a stomp Jesus. and uh, apparently she uh, she stomped on someone's uh hand i don't know how or no maybe someone's foot with a stiletto heel and then all all uh all hell broke loose all hell broke loose in the in the stomp world but um well I, and um, just a, a little interjection i've got an article that i'll read once you finish the the tour down the beaches but it's kind of uh, it's it's about some of this kind of stuff so yeah continue yeah. please well well while we've while i've stopped at maribra can can you like i was thinking like of who was you know epitomizes sydney and the, the spirit of sydney and whatever I, I just think the the worst of sydney is almost epitomized by the bra boys yeah they well just... it's, it, it's interesting that i was going to kind of add them into my uh mix but um, yeah, I, I would I would agree with with that, but I guess it's 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 an interesting one because I, when I talk about my two people who epitomise surf uh, surfing and music in Sydney, modern modern day, um, and this is from obviously from my distant view, um, one of them is kind of it has nothing to do with the Bra Boys, but I think that one thing particularly. If, people from the north of Sydney just don't understand is, I mean, I, when I lived, I lived in Newtown for a little while and I actually went, I surfed Maroubra. I mean, I don't know, let's say 20, 30 times. Um, yeah. And it's a different world. 
it just is a different oh, world. Yeah. Um, as much as yeah. I despise the Bra Boys and everything they stand for, there's something about it that it 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 was obviously cutthroat and tough and whatever else. Um, and you feel mm. it. It's 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 a it's a gritty place, you know. And you, you oh, definitely. Mm. So, but that, I I think to to justify being a dickhead. <laughs> in that world it, it's it's kind of like well it's an easy it's an easy it's an easy get out clause isn't it yeah yeah i mean i don't know yeah it, it's probably is is hard for someone outside that to comment but fuck yeah i'm commenting no good. um but and and i don't know just I, I just can imagine they'd really like the screaming jets for some reason i don't know why <laughs> yes absolutely. absolutely maybe because yeah they live under the flight path perhaps but um Look, where was I going with that? I don't know. Uh, well, um, hang on. Where yeah, well, were you? Oh, you were at Glamorama well, Stomp. Yeah. Well, I still haven't finished with Maruba, but yeah, I I just I've never seen the Bra Boy movie, but I mm. I like this kind of sort of blurb about it. It says, as a chronicle of extreme surfing subculture, Bra Boys is semi fascinating. As a chronicle of rough and tumble street life. It's appallingly biased and self-glorifying. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the vibe I, I got from it. Well, so. isn't it narrated by Rusty Crow? Oh, Rusty. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. So, so kind yeah. of says it all. Yeah. Um, um, there, there's a there's a three-part interview with Kobe Aberton on Ain't That Swell at the moment. Oh, yeah. And it's so fucking boring. I mean, I, I kind of listened to half of one of the first part, and it's just like, I mean, look, it's it's one of those perfect examples where um, the artist should should be seen and not heard. Mm, yeah. um, maximum respect to Kobe Aberton for threading ridiculous um, waves. Uh, don't open your That's mouth. That's it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Don't um. Don't buy a ukulele. And well, and and once again, Jed Smith is basically fawning over you know, working class, fucking blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, man, come mm. on. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's it's all well and good, but there's, um, you know, not everyone who who wants to listen to, to you and enjoys listening, I must say, to, yeah. to, yeah, 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 yeah. to you, needs to have the kind of um, uh, the hard luck story fucking rammed down their throat. Uh, every time well, so. I, and it's and it's patronizing in a reverse sense it's like well e even someone from from the rough the wrong side of the tracks can be a, a dickhead <laughs> yes we all have I'm the right to, we all have the right to be a dickhead <laughs> despite exactly. our uh despite our education or, or, or lack thereof <laughs> exactly exactly uh, um yes. mm uh yeah and, and on my little musical tour we we stopped at maroubra and moved straight on to um well hang on did you go did you did you you didn't you didn't have bondi we, we've already did we go past well bondi, bondi was kev the head i suppose oh uh, yeah of course of course uh, yeah, yeah 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 and and the bondi buster bondi yeah probably a few others uh and my last one on the stop is uh I, I've, I've got a, i've got a sorry just there is a something that you could you could have wuthering wuthering heights um be, between <laughs> between bondi and, and, and maroubra
we talked about Stevie Nicks surfing. We probably Kate Bush definitely. Really... She definitely oh. rides. She definitely rides like a a, a Torren oh. Martin um, twin fin uh, mm. kind of mid length. Mm. With a red wetsuit. <laughs> yeah. A red flowing wetsuit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, a moment to recover. Uh, the last song last song I've got on the uh, tour of Sydney is Voodoo Child. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, oh, there's actually a whole band uh, named after the spot, Wall of Voodoo. Oh, well, um, we I don't think we've ever mentioned Wall of Voodoo on this uh little podcast but um big big love to wall Wall of voodoo and also actually to stan ridgeway um Mm. uh, i think we might have to have to kind of uh do a bit of deep dive into um wall of voodoo and stan Stan. ridgeway yeah Uh, Mm. um storytellers i think that might be a nice um episode to to talk about because um stan ridgeway in his music is just an excellent storyteller it's uh really really quite um fascinating so yeah okay um, a good um (laughs) slabby left-hander absolutely i love the love the ride through um through the beaches that was fucking fantastic very good um linking back to the stomp there's um uh, another thing that kind of uh intrinsically links and separates <laughs> the um, surf music uh, areas of Sydney is the surfy rocker wars of the night oh. of, uh, of the early nineteen sixties. How much about those? Mm, well, um, this is this is how good Matt Warshaw is. So, um, on the Encyclopedia of Surfing, there is a whole entry: um, uh, the surfy rocker wars, Sydney, nineteen sixty-two to nineteen sixty-four. And again, uh, this this is actually very short, but I'll read it. Uh, the yeah. surfy rocker wars, as named by the Sydney Press, were a series of scrapes between the local middle <laughs> between the local middle class suburban kids, most of whom either surfed or were in surf lifesaving clubs, surfies, and working class day trippers from a few miles inland, rockers. Nobody was killed or badly injured in the surfy rocker wars. But the fighting on occasion took place in broad daylight on popular beaches like Manly and Bondi. Wow. Class conflict was the glaring subtext. Surfers themselves had been and would be in the future viewed as layabouts and bums and dole bludgers. But in virtually every newspaper article from the period, the rockers, often called invaders, and always disparagingly called out for wearing leather jackets and having long combed black, long combed back hair are the bad guys. And then there's a series of letters in the Sydney Morning Herald about this, right? So um, so this is from uh, uh, someone who names himself Three Gidgets from DY. (laughs) (laughs) This is October the 28th, 1962. Some people people claim that surfies sit in large crowds and discuss what party they are going to raid next. This is entirely false. They sit around and talk about their boards. <laughs> so true. And as for gate crashing parties, we can tell you that you get more fun like this than being invited. The people who are holding the very party rarely object. The Gidgets, <laughs> girl board riders, do not wear their hair piled up high. This is how the rockers wear it. Not all rockers are speed maniacs, only a few. 
please oldies in inverted commas leave the younger generation alone and concentrate on your knitting and gardening <laughs> you should be proud that some of us go some of us have some go also in inverted commas in us uh here's and this is this is one from rocker's girl from redfern so good as a rocker's girlfriend, my definition of a surfy boy is a blonde-haired sissy. As for the girls, as for the girls, I have yet to see one that would pass for nice looking. Most of them are school children trying to look big. And there's a whole, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole That's load so of these things. Um, and there's, then there's this. Is, this is a really interesting article. Um, and uh, this is a shout out to uh, Scorchio sixty nine. Um, hey. the, the, uh, the headline is school puts ban on cult styles students threatened with expulsion if they attend school dressed like surfies rockers, hoods or hoedads uh, um, you can dress what you like but hoedad, no the, the, okay. college, the college is St Augustine's Alfred Road, Brookvale and its rector, Father, <laughs> Father D Brimson, told parents at the uh, annual speech <laughs> night last week that boys dressed in an extreme manner were not wanted. Father Brimson said hair blonding and other mm -hmm. extreme hairstyles, anything which would tend to identify students with the surfy or rocker cult were out. Um, blah, 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 blah. And it goes on to say, to define things, uh, a, surfer, a surfy has been described as a youth who spends as much time as possible on the beach and has his hair peroxide or cut straight across his forehead. <laughs> a hoedad, <laughs> is one who picks fights with surfies and wears peg trousers, whatever they are. A rocker is similar to a hoedad, generally has well-oiled hair, wears skin-tight jeans, loud, search, has, uh, loud shirts, and hates surfies. A hood is a minor hoodlum, older than surfies and rockers. And then it goes on, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. Okay. Isn't that... Uh, it's so interesting. And um, this links actually, uh, we are running out of time both uh, on our Zoom and also because I, uh, I, I have to face the, uh, the realities of life. Um, my two characters of modern surfing and music um, have, it, it, they kind of, it, it links to that, that surfy rocker um, article because um, the musician that I'm going to pick as the symbol of modern uh, Sydney is a guy called Spanian. Have you heard of Spanian? No. Okay. Spanian. So Spanian is a guy who is, uh, I believe, of Middle Eastern uh, origin, uh, Latin slash Middle Eastern origin, who yeah. gr grew up on the wrong side of the tracks in the west of Sydney and... <clears throat> Was a uh, was a criminal went to prison for thirteen years, and then set himself kind of on the on a on a on a correct path, and um, is has had a pretty good career as a as a, as a hip hop artist. Um, and I will uh, recommend that you listen to Ilche. Bruh, some cunts just needed Ilche. Relax, lad. <laughs> With a speak that ill chain. You ain't seen that, lad. Ill chain. Well, kick that ill chain. Got a big stash up in the ill chain. When it's five, though, live.
buy low, hit the back window, he'll change When you get stacks, he'll change, just kick back lad, he'll change I got these lads keys for this mad bass up in the back Straight at these flats lad, here grab these I got two black beanies in the back seat up in my backpack I see mad stackers and I grab that, mad facts I don't act lad Mad Dubai's let me tap that, cunts talking and they backtrack I remember the times living life on the bottom, no one I hate but they ain't say nothing Now I get money, I see there's a problem, now I get love and I see they're all bothered But the true colours will show, that's when you see the real faces We keep the hat real low, so the coppers don't see our real faces We don't see that, he'll change, you ain't seen that lad, he'll change We'll keep that, he'll change, got a big stash up in the he'll change When it's 5-0, lie low, hit the back window, he'll change When you get stacks, he'll change, just kick back lad, he'll change I had this fun Ray runner one of his songs and he's yeah. now he's now like a kind of uh, a YouTube uh, Instagram sensation, and he does these fantastic uh, YouTube videos where he goes and samples uh, food in all around Sydney. I mean, the, the one episode I watched, he he had he he did a comparison between Hungry Jacks, Maccas, and KFC, and it's fucking hilarious. It's it's really <laughs> really really very interesting. So I, I would recommend it. Uh, Spanian, yeah. Um, okay, Spanian. Great. Yeah, and um, he's you know he's he's it's kind of he's kind of like a uh, an ethnic version of and I, I say ethnic in inverted commas um, of, of uh, a bra boy. I mean he's he's totally tatted up and muscly mm. and you know but really interesting. Obviously very multicultural. If you look at the video, there's there's um, you know uh aboriginal guys in the video there's white guys there's middle eastern guys it's all pretty pretty cool um yeah uh, i like that yeah i mean some of the so for example uh i've got these lads keys for this mad beast up in the back street of these flats lad here grab these i got two black beanies in the back seat in my up in my backpack i've seen mad stackers and grab that mad facts i don't act lad mad dubays let me tap that cunts talk and then they backtrack so it's kind of um oh, it's kind of right you know it's a different world to the 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 world of the beaches definitely and it does show mm. that sydney very much is a kind of you know there, there's definitely two two sides to it's, sydney um it's schizophrenic isn't it yeah very it's... much so so I would definitely um, rec- recommend looking up Spanian. <clears throat> okay. Um, and my, so that's my musical, modern musical uh, Sydney cider. And mm. my modern surf Sydney cider, there's only one, that, I mean, there is absolutely no doubts that in modern Sydney surf, there is one man and one man only. And that, of course, is Hayden Shapes. <laughs> it has to be because Hayden Shapes is yeah. every everything that that um sydney in the other side of sydney is it's sleek it's glamorous it's cutting edge it's fucking expensive you need yeah you need uh your your bank manager's approval to buy the surfboard absolutely Um, and can can i just can can i just say something um uh you know our our good mates from porto uh perfect designs oh yeah okay so perfect designs who just have the i think we've talked about them they're they're absolutely nutters nuts um yeah go and have a look at the hayden shapes website because they've got fashion on there now and it's basically he's fucking ripped off um perfect designs basically 
completely. No. Yeah, yeah. Has have, he? Yeah, have a look. The guys look like the the, the models look like um, the, the perfect designs boys. But I just think that that juxtaposition between Spanian and I guess you, you know you could include kind of hilltop hoods and stuff. That, although they're you know I don't know how relevant they are these days. Um, but that side of Sydney and then the the kind of the slick mm. the slick um, uh, you know. Um, uh, doing collabs with Volvo or no, what was it? Audi, um, uh, yeah. all of that kind of stuff of, of Hayden shapes. And um, there's actually a, a, an article in the Surfers Journal from a few years ago now of um, interviewing Hayden. And, you know, I mean, he's obviously a, a very inspired guy. And I know that we, well, me particularly, ripped the piss <laughs> out of him. <clears throat> but of course, he's, you know, the interview has taken place in his. Uh, very nice house overlooking um overlooking pit water and etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's it's certainly yeah. kind of uh, of course there are working class people surfing but i still think that in sydney the kind of uh, the surf non-surf divide it still does have a lot of money involved in it there's 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 no denying that that is um that is still yeah relevant. yeah yeah so. um wow well i wonder where the next um sort of if there will be any any kind of culture war sort of rocker versus surfy style I remember back in the day even even the avcats and the and the newport um crew used to have fights well i remember i mean i think maybe i've talked about this before i remember being at a surf club party at our local beach avalon and two cars of guys from Narrabeen rolling up and people just piling out of the cars and, and, uh, and the doofies of course were straight in there. And there was a full on brawl, like in the car park in, at, at, um, at, at Avalon. And eventually actually the, the Av boys um, controlled the situation and the two cars kind of burned off back um, in the direction of, uh, of Narrabeen. So, I mean, that's within wow. my, that's within my memory, you know, I obviously mm -hmm. was cowering behind a Norfolk pine, but um <laughs> yeah so you know that that yeah you can't, you can't imagine that happening anymore i mean obviously the narrow boys would still let down your tires if you turned up at their beach but um they're not going to go raiding uh they're not going to go raiding um their northern no northern brethren anymore probably more likely to to sort of um undertake some sort of corporate takeover <laughs> that's it that's it <laughs> okay can i hit you with one last song i forgot to mention wanda just, oh, never, oh, never surfed. Nice. Never nice. surfed down uh, Cronulla Way, but no, uh, me neither. Me neither. I don't even know where Wanda is. Properly. Wanda it's is Wanda beach. is between Voodoo Green and, Hills? Cr and Cronulla. Anyway, there's a song by Ocean Kelly. Uh, not sure. I like the name Ocean. Ocean Kelly, very surfy there. Uh, it's called Wanda's Cunty Vision. <laughs> hey, uh, on, have a quick uh, listen. It's very uh, shitty. And on that note, we're going to have to go because Sydney's Sydney's locked us out. It's it's a lockout. Okay. All right. Okay. We can't Later. afford Sydney's prices. Bye bye. <laughs>